0: Come on! Amen! I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you so much, Elliot, Shaniqua, to all of those that are online today. Thank you for being with us. We wish you were in the house with us, but we understand some of you can't be, some of you are out of state. We're so excited that you are with us online at our online campus today. Thank you so much. So, I'm pumped you're with us. We have been in this thing we started a couple weeks ago called the best summer ever. Anybody in the room ready for your best summer ever this year? Come on! Woo! That's right. I believe it is going to be our best summer ever, individually, corporately, in every way, shape, and form. So I'm excited about that. I started a few weeks ago this series of conversations about anxiety, about depression, about stress, and being overwhelmed, and how to handle those things. Because it is something that a majority of Americans statistically uh, deal with in some way, shape, or form. And we want to talk about how to biblically look at that. And I love what Radiate Worship did today. I love the songs that our worship uh, led us in as they were talking about what our, where our identity is. I don't know if you picked up on that, but our identity is not in each other. Our identity is not in anyone but Christ. And I love that as we're building a foundation on God and, and that's what, it, what he says. He, I am who he says I am. Amen? And so today is also Life Group Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and let you know Life Group Sunday is a massive Sunday for us. Uh, This is the start of our summer semester, and uh, we want you to sign up for that. There's going to be an opportunity for our online folks to do that as well. But we have a gift for everybody on the way out. We're going to give you some Frisbees on the way out. These are also known as as weapons, just in case somebody gets on your nerves. So I'm going to hit up somebody over here. Somebody grab that, grab that, grab that. Oh! Ah, That was my fault. Over here. Anybody? Anybody? All right. In the back. Let's see if I can get it there. Anybody? There it is. Ah, that was my fault. Over here. All right. I got somebody. Let's see if I can get it back there. I don't know if I can get it back there, but I'm going to try. You ready? I missed you completely. Hey! <laughs> Man, we love having fun here at Radiate Church and, and just doing that. So make sure on your way out you grab uh, your, your Frisbee. I think Curiosity Coffee is out there. If you've never had them, they are amazing. And uh, we just want to treat you today as we do this. I, I, I want you to, you can, you, can, um, you can title the message this, because I do always encourage notes. You can title it this, Pallet Movers. Pallet movers. We're going to talk about pallet movers. We're going to hang out in Mark chapter 2 today. Mark chapter 2. You know, it's interesting. So we talked about the first week, we talked, about, um, we talked about rest and we talked about Sabbath and how we can run at such a pace that's not sustainable and sometimes we need to get off the treadmill of life and we need to take a breather so that we can keep going. You know, in fact, if we refuse to take a rest, we're literally looking at God and going, hey, I know you needed a rest, but I'm better than you. Anybody? So, I don't think I really needed a rest. You know what I'm saying? I actually looked at somebody today. They were joking with me about it. They were like, I don't ever rest. I don't need a rest. I'm good. And I was like, man, you're so much better than God. You know? And uh, we had a good laugh, but we talked about that. And then last, and I shared my story of anxiety and, and dealing with some things that I didn't know I actually dealt with. And I just want you to hear it. We've said it every week of this you know, series of conversations. There's, we understand there's people in the room that need professional help. You need um, to talk to a counselor, or maybe after talking to a counselor, you may need medicine or whatever it is. And I just need to tell you, it's okay to go get the help you need. It's okay to allow God to use a physician or a counselor to help heal you and help get you through this. So if you need a counselor, go talk to somebody. I had somebody approach me after one of the services asking for who they can get in touch with, and we're getting them in touch with people. So if you need help with that, we are here to help with that, because some people need that. But here's what I know. Even with all of that, we, we need Jesus. Right. Jesus is the ultimate healer. Jesus is the ultimate counselor. In fact, the Holy Spirit is called our counselor. And, um, and, and, and so we need Jesus. We need Jesus in the equation. And so last week we talked about building a foundation on God and how if that foundation is not strong, then everything else is going to fall apart and what that looks like and what that means. And I want to talk to you today about relationships. Now, I'm not talking about romantic relationships, though this conversation will probably benefit your romantic relationships. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about friendships, right? I'm talking about connections. I'm talking about circles of friends that, that we're in. I think it's, it's really interesting. We live in a time in our world and society and era, a generation today that we are more connected than we've ever been, aren't we? Like, it's easier. Not, you can grab your phone, push the FaceTime button, and immediately be face-to-face with somebody across the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's amazing. In fact, my, my daughter... Uh, Prayed to accept Jesus. When I was recording a message last year uh, during COVID, Pastor Chris was in the room. I was about to preach the message. My wife FaceTimed me. Uh, She was about 20 minutes away and I watched my daughter pray to accept Jesus into her heart over FaceTime Uh, just immediately like that. You can be connected so quickly. Never in our history have we ever been in a place to where you can um, meet with multiple people at the same time through meeting software, right? I recently had the opportunity to do a leadership uh, for pastors in El Salvador online. That was wild. That was crazy, Because you see people in a different country than you, um, different ethnicity, like everything, and you're teaching leadership and pastoral care to them, and it's an amazing thing, right? Never been there. Never before in the history of our world have you been able to post something online and get unsolicited opinions from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Whether you want them or not, whether they're right or not, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like Never before, but I also think it's interesting that psychologists... And counselors are concerned because statistically we are also the loneliest generation to walk the face of the earth. We're the most connected. We've got more opportunity to connect with people than ever, but we're also the loneliest. They say one of the worst punishments you can give to a human being is isolation. Isolation. And and I think it's a crazy thing that we're so connected, but we're so lonely all at the same time. Why is that? Because I believe that we're investing everything we have into superficial relationships that actually add no benefit to our life at all. We're investing so much emotional equity and so much mental equity and so much drive and so much passion into making sure the filters are right so we get enough likes from people that don't care about us anyway. Are you with me today? This is not against social media. I use social media. I'm fine with social media in the right context. I just, I don't want us to get to a place where we, we run our race, Elliot. I, we run our race at the bottom, and, and we get to the finish line, and when we look around, we have nothing but people who didn't care about us getting there in the first place around us. And so I want to talk about deep, meaningful biblical relationships. Like people that really care and get into your soul. I'm talking about relationships that get past the superficial of, hey, how was life? Well, I'm alive. You know, in fact, when people say that, I, this is what, y'all, I'm telling to myself. I literally want to look at people that tell me that and go, you don't say. I had no idea. I kind of picked up on that when you were talking to me just now, right? Like, and I get what you're saying, like life's tough. Just look at me and say, man, it's just been tough lately. I'd rather you say that than, well, I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not picking on you. I'm not mad at you. That's just me. I'm weird. I am quirky. Right, all those things. You know, I'm talking about the people who get past the, you know, how's your marriage? Well, you know, she works every day. I see her for about two hours. Then we go to sleep, you know, or whatever. Whatever the superficial, you know, I told him to go on vacation for a week because I needed him to get out my hair. You know the superficial conversation. We all do it, right? But I'm talking about the conversations that are like, how's your soul? Like the question of what is God talking to you about right now? Like, what's the last thing that you read in the Bible or God told you to do that really challenged you and made you mad and you didn't want to do it? I'm talking about those conversations. And and, and here's what I know. I said that, and some of you immediately on the inside started clamming up going, I don't want to talk about that stuff. And last week, I talked about symptoms that, that, that could tell us that there was a crack in the foundation that we needed to pay attention to. If we're not willing to get into deep conversations with people and let our spirit be so, uh, a bear to people our soul to people that might be a symptom that we need to focus on our foundation a little bit because let me tell you something that somebody told me that I've learned and is so true and it's this you are only as sick as your secrets you're only as sick as your secrets you're only like the thing that you won't tell anybody will eat you from the inside out It will tear you up because nobody is there. It's just like having a sickness and never going to the doctor and getting it figured out, never having that surgery, never getting that medicine, and eventually it'll take you out. Why? Because you never exposed it to somebody that could heal it for you. You're only as sick as your secrets. That's why we need life groups. That's why we need relationships and biblical relationships, not superficial like, ha, 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 let's just yuck it up all the time and never have hard conversations. I'm talking about relationships where people tell you things you don't want to hear. I'm talking about relationships where people do tell you things you want to hear and make you better. I'm talking about we bear our soul to each other. I'm honored. I love love life groups. I got to sit around a couple weeks ago with a group of guys that I I get the opportunity to mentor and pour into. And we sat around. We ate nachos. And as we were eating nachos, I just said, hey, we had a baseball game on in the background. We just said, hey, what's God saying to you right now? And we just talked. We just heard what God was saying and we talked we talked about struggles. We talked about celebrations. We talked about and all it was was just men sitting around watching baseball, eating nachos, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> talking about life. We need those relationships. We need all of that stuff, and, and, and actually, in Mark chapter two, verses one through five, there's a very famous, popular story. If you've been around Radiate Church long enough, you've heard me preach it. Um, if you've been around church long enough, you've heard it preached in other ways. I just like it's one of my favorite stories, but it's actually I want to look at it because it it just stuck out to me in a different way. That this is actually an example of what biblical relationships should really look like in our lives. Like, I love this. I want to read it to you. I want to read it with you real quick in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. It says, When he, he being Jesus, had come back to, to Capernaum several days afterward, it was heard that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no longer room, not even near the door. And he was speaking the word to him. Can I stop for a minute and tell you, vision? Can I just like, I want you to envision this. I want you to picture this, this scene right now. Jesus. Is in a house and he's teaching, right? He's teaching the kingdom and things are happening. People heard that what was happening. They heard what Jesus had done. They heard about the miracles and they heard about all the things, the lives that were changed through the ministry of Jesus. And there were so many people that wanted to be a part of that. They couldn't even get in the door anymore. They were packed inside. They were packed outside. They were listening against the door. They were looking through the window. They were trying to look up through the crack of the door, whatever it looked like, right? There were so many people, and I just want you to know, like, I want you to picture this with me. You see that? You see people just packed around, like, sardine. I want you to know, that is what I pray that uh, something could happen like that at a place like, I don't know, I'm just going to make something up off the top of my head, a place like, I don't know, maybe Radiate Church in Columbia, South Carolina, to where they hear what God's doing in such a way that they pack the place out and they're like, I need to get you. And the people that are there are so excited about what God's doing that they go out and they don't leave invite cards on the seats, but they bring everybody with them. They're like, hey, we got to do this in every location. My prayer is that every location would be so packed out that there's not enough room for everybody. And we got to keep adding services. We got to keep adding square footage. We got to keep doing what we got to do to get people in the room because Jesus is changing marriage. Jesus is changing legacies. Jesus is changing lives in this place. My prayer is, is that people would give us buildings and every time they give us one, we'd pack it out. We have to go somewhere else and do something else in other cities and other places that when we launch Florence campus, it is going to pack out like crazy quick. Why? Because of what God's doing here. What God, that's like my prayer. I'm just like, God, just let it be like that. And so they're in this, and there's so many people pushing in and trying to hear what's going on. In verse 3, it says, and they came, bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four men, being unable to get to him because of the crowd. Watch this. They removed the roof above him. Talk about raise the roof. <laughs> that was terrible. That was so dumb. They re- <laughs> I love making fun of myself sometimes. They removed the roof above him, and when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, son, your sins are are forgiven. I I love the, the visual of this story. First of all, the friends were so excited to get their friend in the presence of Jesus. Property damage didn't even matter to them. They were like, you can sue me if you want. I ain't got nothing for you to have. But I'm going to take your roof off and I'm going, to, I'm going to drop my friend in the presence of Jesus. I love that. But look at the friends. Like the friends got to a place. Pastor Chris, will you come and help me for the third time today? Y'all give it up for Pastor Chris, our worship and creative pastor. He does an amazing job. So our friends, you know, he's laying there and we got our, our friend Chris, right? We got Chris. And Chris... Is paralyzed. Chris is just laying on his pallet. He's just laying on his bed. Don't close your eyes. It's been a long day. I know. All right, go home. Go get some food and go to sleep in a minute. Just don't close your eyes yet. Wake up! No, I'm just kidding. And so we're in this thing, and this is where he's laying. And eventually, there had to come a point where his friends were just kind of helping take care of him. They'd swing by. Hey, hey, what you need, man? You need some water. You need some grapes. You need me to fan you with the palm branch. Like, what do you need, right? And they checked on them, but here's the reality because we know the end of the story. We've already read it, but the reality is, I want to give you this thought. We need people in our lives that are willing to get us from our palate to our promise. We need people that won't validate our palate, we need people that won't justify our palate. We need people that are tired because the first thing that happened is his friends looked at him and they were taking care of him. They loved him and they cared about him, but they cared about him so much they got sick and tired of seeing him at the same place. They got tired of seeing him there. They couldn't leave him there anymore. They could not just let It couldn't be this moment because what a lot of us do, including myself sometimes, is we'll get in this place to where life is hard and life is tough. And life happens and all this thing, and I just want to give you some freedom today. That's not ever gonna change. Life's not gonna be easy. Life's hard. This happened to me, and she said this and he did that, and they looked at me, and they didn't say hey, and they did that, 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 that. do you know why life is hard? Can I just break it down real simple for you? Life on earth is really hard for us because we weren't made for earth. We were made for eternity. And when you're made for something better than the current place that you're living in, where you're living in is never going to meet up to your standard or expectation of where you're going. And so where you are is going to frustrate you because you were made for here. I know maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus. You were still made for eternity. Now whether or not you walk into that is not my decision or your parents' decision. It's yours. But the reality is, that's what we were made for. Life is hard. It's difficult. It's painful. It's, it's emotional. It's mental. It's tough. It's difficult. But there comes a point where we get in this and we lay here and we want everybody to cater to our need because after all, I'm the one that's hurt. You, you don't say that around me. Don't look at me like that. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And it's all, feed me, feed me, care for me, do this for me. And I'm not trying to downplay anybody's hardship, but there comes a point in life where somebody's got to look at us and go, it's time for you to get up. Jesus repeatedly told paralyzed people, get up, take up your mat, and get out of here. In other words, you've been in this place far too long. Take it with you and use it as a testimony to get better. So his friends were looking at him, and eventually they got sick and tired of seeing him lay there. Here's the other thing. We're talking about relationships, but it's not just what your relationships should be for you, but what you should be for your relationships. Because it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. Because here's the thing, we need to be people that won't accept our current place as our future place. We need to be people that look at our friends, that look at our relationships, that look at our life groups, that look at the people we serve with and go, where you currently are is not where you're going to sit forever. Somebody's got to be able to prophetically see into the future in somebody's life and go, that ain't who you are. That ain't who you are. Hey, Phil and Elliot and Nick, y'all come up here for a second. Y'all give my my helpers some some hands. They're going to help me out real quick. So we got these people. Nick, you can grab, uh, stand on that side. Phil, you get the head up there, right there. So they looked, and they couldn't leave him there. So they had heard about this man named Jesus. Something's going down. And they're like, not only can we not leave him there, but we're going to do what we need to do to get him there. We're going to get him where he needs to go. So here's what we're going to do, guys. All right, listen. <laughs> uh, I don't want to hurt him. All right, so let's don't pick him up too high. Because if if this thing falls apart, number one, it's going to go viral because it's on video. Number two, it's going to hurt him. That was the right order, by the way. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. All right, on the count of three, let's pick him up, and we're just going to carry him over there. One, two, three. All right, let's go. Oh, Chris is like, oh, I saw your face. I saw your face. All right, right here. So they got to a place to where they said, you know what? I'm sick of watching him sit and lay in his junk. Y'all just stand up here. I'm sick of watching him lay where he's always been. He's sitting in his mud. He's sitting in his pity party. He's sitting in his mess. He's over there paralyzed. He won't get out of the bed. He won't come to work. He won't. This. He, he's treating his wife bad. She's doing this. She's doing that. Whatever it is, I don't know, right? And they said, not only are we tired of seeing you sit there, but we're going to do what we need to do to get you here. Yeah. We need people in our lives that are willing to pit, move the pallet for us. They said, I love you enough. Then I'm gonna challenge, I'm gonna pick you up in your mess, and I'm gonna take you where you need to go. I'm tired of seeing you forfeit a promise. I'm tired of seeing you forfeit your purpose. It's time for you to get up and get to a place where Jesus is so that everything in your life can shift because it's only Jesus that can change anything anyway. Are you with me? In fact, in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17, you know what that says, Phil? You about to, because you're gonna help me read it. Proverbs 27, 17 says this. Iron sharpens iron, so one man what? Sharpens another. Sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Here's what that literally looks like. We get tired of watching people in our lives lay over here when their miracle's over there. Yeah, that's okay. We're loud in here. We're vocal. We get tired of watching people in their pity party. And we'll love them, but we're also going to get them to where they need to be. Now, what they do when they get there is up to them, and it's up to God. But I'll get them in the place. See, iron sharpens iron looks like this. I get past superficial relationships. This is, this is Phil right here, right? If you haven't met Phil, you're missing a blessing in your life. Phil is amazing, right? So Phil is, is the guy that, that man, he, he just, I don't know, Phil is, is very caring. Phil is very, very loving, Feels a funny guy. Feels fun to get to know. He's a great dude. He loves his family. He'd do anything for you. He'd do anything for them. He's kind of, I don't know if you're like this like internally or if this is just externally, but he's kind of free, kind of free flowing. Is that pretty pretty accurate? He's pretty free flowing. He's kinda like he challenges me with that. Like I'll be talking to him about something. He's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, that ain't my reaction. I'm like, they stupid. I can get fired up. I need people like Phil in my life because iron sharpens iron. But see, what happens is if we get mad that our, our edge gets dull when I get and I start trying to hit aluminum, something that's not going to sharpen my edge. It just makes it more dull. But I need to get around people like, like Phil. P- Pastor Chris, you're healed. You can sit up. Yeah. I'm not Jesus, but you can, you can sit up. You know, like if you hadn't met Elliot, Elliot... Helps lead worship here at Radiate with Pastor Chris and Radiate Worship, and and Elliot does a lot here. You just saw him on the video um, with his Fruity Pebble shirt and all this stuff. just kidding. I like that shirt. That was amazing. I'm playing with you. Um, Elliot's a great friend. Elliot Elliot is funny. Elliot loves the Lord. Elliot's intelligent. Elliot's really uh, smart. Elliot's smart about things that I don't even think about. And so when Elliot starts talking about things that I don't even think about, I just look at him and I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. But he challenges me in that way. And I can go to him and ask him questions that make me better. Why? Because iron, what? Sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. I hope I sharpen him. I hope I make him better. But I know he makes me better. I hope I make you better. But I know you make me better. And watch this. If y'all haven't met Nick, my boy Nick, my man, my man, Nick over here, he's, he's, a, how old are you? 24 and single, uh, so we, <laughs> I love you, my man, Nick, he's a great dude, we met a few months ago and I introduced him to the life of white chocolate mochas and cheese danishes from Starbucks, praise That's God, God. And, and yeah, it'll change your life, praise <laughs> him, and uh, no, he, he's a great dude, he honors well, Nick asks a lot of really, really good questions. Uh, I knew Nick was special whenever he came to my office one day, and he just sat down and he had a list of questions. He was like, I just want to learn this stuff. And I was like, and and I said this in the last service about somebody else, but I'll say it again. If you want to learn, learn how to ask questions rather than make statements. Nick has learned how to ask questions. And and, and he's learned to go, it's all right if they don't know. I just want to know what they know and how they think about it. Nick's a great dude. Nick's a phenomenal dude. Nick is... If you, if you want to be sharp and talk to Nick, Nick, Nick's at Chick-fil-A. Nick is everywhere. He really is. Like, he, he knows the Lord. He loves the Lord. He loves people. Man, you challenge me in that. You challenge me to be better at that because iron what? Sharpens iron. Sharpens iron. If you haven't got an OPC, Pastor Chris, man, you're missing something in life. Right, guys? Yeah. Like, for real, you're missing something in life. This guy right here has a heart like nobody else. His heart is so sensitive that I have to learn how to understand it. Like, I'm being dead serious. It's funny, but I'm dead serious. He just, he has a heart. The Lord just speaks to his heart in such a way he cares about things that I couldn't care less about. Right? right. It's true. But he teaches me how to care about that stuff just by being who he is. He teaches me, honestly, I, didn't, I hadn't said this in any other service, he's taught me how to get in touch with my emotions. I'm the type of guy, I hide emotions. I don't have emotions. I'm emotionless. I'm just like tears. Tear ducts don't work. It's not there. Chris has taught me how to be better at that. Chris has taught me how to feel what the Lord's saying in that moment. Pastor Chris has made me better because iron what? Sharpens iron. Sharpens iron. You know, I'm better in my life not just because of all the guys up here and I, that I know personally, not because of all the guys that we've used in the other services that I know personally. Not just because of my life group. I'm better because I allow myself to be sharpened by sharp people. And i got to get around people that care enough about my purpose and my promise that they're going to grab where they need to grab and go, no, 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 no. you ain't staying here, buddy. No, pastor, you're made for more than that. We're going to help you get to where you need to go. And here's the reality. Watch this. There's no payoff Because at the end of the service, at the end of the story, what happens? This is crazy. Jesus doesn't look and go, hey, Chris, because you believed so much, because your faith was so strong, you're healed, man. Sins are forgiven. Hey, Chris, because you believe so heavily, you're... No. He looked and he said, because of their faith. Because of their belief. Because of what they believed that Jesus could do in this man. Because they had enough faith to go, no, you will not sit in a pity party anymore. No, you will not lay here paralyzed. I know where miracles are taking place. And if you can't get up and get there, I got enough faith that God's going to do something. I'll get you up and get you there. I'll get you to a place that activates your purpose. We got to go from palate to purpose we need people to get us there and here's what I know because it happens to me sometimes sometimes life can happen in such a way that we're sitting on our pallet and we feel like we're doing better and then we lose a little bit of that passion right Mm -hmm. that excitement and then we just start getting our theology from 30 second clips online And then I want to know why I don't believe that God is going to help me through a hard situation. It's because I've gotten my theology and my belief in God off of a clip that was produced for four hours and played for 30 seconds. That's right. That's right. Are you following me? Yes, sir. And the reality is I gotta get to a place to where my theology don't come from clips. Like clips help me. That's right. But I get my theology from the word. That's right. I get my theology from the From the Father. I get my theology from relationships. I get my theology from knowing God can help me through it. You know why? I was on a cot. In a mess. Depressed. And couldn't get through. But I met somebody. Named Jesus. Because I had other people that I met that loved me too much to leave me there. And I know that life can get so hard sometimes that you don't even know how to pray anymore. That's when you need somebody to pray for you. I know life can get so hard that you're sitting in Radiate Worship, you're like, oh, we're singing a new song and it sounds great, but I don't feel like learning a new song. Everything else in my life is so confusing right now, I don't want to learn a new song. And that's when you go, nah, man, we're going to worship, let's go. We worship God when he's good, when it's good and we worship God when it's bad because He's God no matter what. That's when we go, I don't even want to pick up my Bible right now. Okay, don't pick it up. I'll tell you all about it. That's good. You following me? We need people that will get us from where we were to where we need to be. Because we weren't made to do this life alone. Thank you, guys. We weren't made to do life alone. We weren't made to do it without God. We weren't made to do it without others. We were made to be relational people and so here's what I want to ask you real quick is my faith this is a question I've asked myself all week thinking about this is my faith contagious enough and deep enough to impact others that I'm around rather than just me is my life is my faith is my belief in God making you better or just me better because if my faith only makes me better It's probably not as deep as I think it is. It's my belief in God making the people in my circle better. I want it to. I want to be a friend that can grab this when there's somebody on it and get them where they need to go. I want to be a friend that when somebody needs something, they can call. I also want friends That'll grab me and pick up my pallet, whenever it's tough, and carry me where I need to go. I need people that believe when I can't believe. I need people that look at me and go, "I see the purpose and the promise in you, and we're going to get there." Because the only payoff that friends had—watch this—was watching their friend walk, and didn't get a check, and didn't get their name on social media, and didn't get a thank you card. They got to see their friend walk in his purpose and that is enough so I'm going to unashamedly unashamedly tell you today if you're online or if you're here life groups is where it's at I'm going to unashamedly tell you today that life groups is only 25% of everything that God does here Life groups is only 25% of the way to get a, a, a connected, but I can't get upset about missing out on what God's doing when all I do is sit in a chair on Sundays and wait for the next Sunday to show up so I can check it off my list. I need to get in people's lives. You know where things changed for me? When I met a group of guys, most of them are in North Carolina, that I can call them up at any point, and I have, and I can say, Guys, I am struggling. To where they can call and they can go, my marriage is not good right now. To where they can say, I want to quit pastoring this church because it's hard enough. It's so hard. And we just, we pick up the pallet. And we go, no, no, no. This ain't your time, boss. Come on, we got you for a certain amount of time. Let's go. We got you. You ain't going to lay here forever. Life groups is where it's at. I I don't want you to miss out on everything God has for you because, well, I don't know anybody. How are are you going to get to know anybody? I'm just going to be real bold and I'm just going to tell you, you will miss out on some of the greatest moments of spiritual growth and spiritual transformation in your life if you don't get in a group. I had somebody tell me today, I asked them between services. I was like, hey, am I pushing groups a little too hard? Because I don't really want to do that. I ask for feedback all the time. And they looked at me and they said, I watched my wife's life completely change simply because of a life group. You push them harder than you've ever pushed before because it will save somebody's life. Yeah, thank you. Guys, Don't wa- I know, listen, I know, I know, I'm closing right now. I know the beach is coming up, right? I know the lake is coming up and the mountains are coming up. I know all that stuff's coming up. And I know that you're not going to miss a Sunday. Amen. Some of y'all are like, I ain't saying that. I just know in faith. <laughs> I know you're still going to invite people to be here, but I'm telling you, this summer, don't miss groups. I'm going on a trip this summer, but I'm not missing my group. If I have to FaceTime in, I'll be in my group, I'll be with my people, I'll change the date, I'll do what i got to do, we're going to be in our group. I'll at least be in contact with them through phone calls, some way, shape or form, we got to carry each other's pallets. And I just believe one of the greatest things that we can do is be pallet movers, and have pallet movers. And so today, right on your seats, there's a card. There's a card that you can scan that QR code with your camera and you can get more information about life groups online. There's going to be a link that's going to pop up. You can go to radiatechurch.net and get more information. Just click life groups at the top. If you're in the room, when you go to leave today, if you want to talk to somebody about it, swing by on the left. There's tables of leaders right there. They will answer any question about life groups you have. I believe in it this much that we will never stop growing larger. But as we grow larger, we will always grow smaller. We will always have groups, and we will always connect. We will always love on each other, and we will always carry each other's pallets because I can't get there without you. You can't get there without me, and we can't get there without each other. We need each other. We need pallet members. So sign up for a group today. Get more information. And then, so the first one is get information. The second step is, watch this, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. This is going to blow your mind. Go to the group. (laughs) Go. I know, I know. Such a novel idea. Go to the group. It'll change your life, I promise. You'll get to know people you've never met before. And for some of you, what I know is today is the day of life change. We've already had somebody give their life to Jesus today. And what I know is some of you have been laying on this cot in your sin, in life. Jesus has already paid the price of redemption and grace and forgiveness for one reason. It's not because you deserve anything. It's not because you've been doing so good. It's because he just simply loves you. The one thing God wants in this life is to spend eternity with his sons and daughters and that's us. The Bible says that if we accept that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, then we shall be saved. And what I just believe, and I've already seen it happen today, what I just believe is there's some people, there's somebody that may say, this is my first step of moving from where I am to where I should be, is giving my life to Jesus to live for him and with him and follow him because I'm his son or I'm his daughter and I'm ready to give him my life and I'm ready for salvation. And I'd love to give you that opportunity. If you would, just all over the room, just bow your heads and close your eyes with me today because what I believe is somebody is going to get up off their pallet, and salvation is going to take place in your life. So if you'd like to pray that prayer and say, I need a new start. I want to start my eternal life with Jesus right here today. I want to be with the Father. It's not a life of perfection. It's a journey to where we always draw closer to Him. If that's you and you'd like to pray that, I'm not going to call you up front. I'm not going to put your face on the screen, but I would like to pray with you. If that's you, would you hold your hand up real high, right where you are, and say, I'm ready to pray that prayer and give my life to Jesus today. It would be my honor to just pray with you today. And as we walk out of here, we'd be pallet movers. And we'd change the world. Father, we honor you. And I thank you that there is such a great illustration in the Bible in Mark chapter 2 of what it looks like to be a pallet mover and to have that kind of relationship. God, I pray that we would, we would, we would jump into life groups with all that we have. And that we would get into relationships with people that care more about who we're going to become than the things that we've been through. Help make us better. God, put us in relationships with people that we can carry their palate. We can do this together. God, I thank you that I get to pastor a church that just loves people and cares so much about the path that we're on to draw closer to God. I thank you for the unique, amazing things that are happening here and what God's doing in this house. God, we honor you. And I pray that we don't walk out of here and we're the same. I pray that we're different and I pray that we would change the world everywhere that we go. And God, we honor you and praise you. In your name we pray, amen. Can we put our hands together for all that God's doing in the house? Hey, listen, here's what I believe. I believe we're gonna walk out of here and things are gonna be different. Grab your coffee, grab your Frisbees, get your information. Radiate Church, I love you. I'll see you and your guests. Take your invite cards with you, you and your guests next Sunday. I love you guys. Let's go change the world. I'll see you next week. Woo, come on.